but someone's already done it. And so you can, you can shortcut your way there. I I hire coaches in every aspect of my life because I see it as like a cheat code. And if that's the only way you're, you're never going to be able to do it alone, regardless of the way that you see it, there's always going to be other people involved in it. And as soon as you embrace that and actually seek it and be curious about it and ask more questions and you, then you speak, man, so much changes. And I've definitely seen that in my life. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the Odd Man. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, where we are committed to guiding you on your path to living your most audacious life ever. I'm truly grateful to have this opportunity to connect with all of you. And I want to extend my sincere appreciation to each and every one of our our listeners and our viewers for supporting this podcast and choosing to spend the time with us right here. Uh, Your decision to do so reflects your own audacious spirit. And I'm excited to embark on this transformative journey with all of you. Now, today we have the privilege of speaking with James Bracken IV, and uh, he's a living testament uh, to the power of audacious living, really by breaking into the coaching space at such a young age. You know, at 17, you know, he easily could have doubted himself, questioned if he even belonged, and not follow his passion, but that, any of those things did not hold James back, and he absolutely uh, is following his passion and dream. His story is not only captivating, but it's incredibly relevant to our expert exploration of what it means to embrace audacity. You know, throughout our conversation, James will share some invaluable insights and experiences that will undoubtedly inspire and empower us to pursue our own dreams fearlessly, I might add. So without any further ado, here's my chat with James Bracken. Enjoy. Hey, James, thank you for joining me here on the Audacious Living Podcast. It's a pleasure to spend time with you, my friend. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, man. I'm excited to chat today. Yeah, no, I, I, listen, I, I I love these conversations. They're so fruitful, and uh, I always walk away as much as, you know, th- this is created for our, our listener base and you know, give our audience some. I always walk away with some new learnings or insights or just perspectives, right? And that's really what, you know, the, the best thing I think we can do for ourselves is to increase or broaden our perspectives to help us sort of get to a better place, if that makes sense for you. I am right with you there, man. Every single time I have a podcast, I learn something and it's it's a benefit for you. It's a benefit for me. It goes both ways, man. So I'm right. I'm right there with you. Awesome. Awesome. Let, let's let's talk about your podcast, James, because uh, uh, you started at the age of 17. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Started in my car, man. Started in my car. <laughs> I remember I, I oftentimes joke, you know, uh, 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 well, it's not a joke, it's a true story. The very first podcast uh, uh, um, I launched was in 2008. Um, you know, these days, you know, podcasts are like business cards, right? Everyone's got one, which is great. Uh, but back then, a lot of people didn't know what they were about. And I sort of stumbled into it myself. So I'm not trying to come off as, a, an, you know, the pioneer of this thing at all. I just sort of stumbled and said, what is this? Oh, wow. You can share people and do like, okay, cool. Let's do it. And um Throughout the years, it's been incredible to watch evolve and grow. So when I hear you say, hey, I started from my car, I'm like, wow, that's amazing because that shows you the the transformation, the development, the evolution of co- podcasting in general. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it is one of the easiest things to get into. I thought, what's the barrier to entry? Well, uh, getting guests on the show. Okay, well, then I can start in my car and do solo episodes. Like it, 
if the, the the most important part is just getting started and i think that's where most people struggle so i was like i'm just gonna get started and, and get going and now it's, it's it's insane how much it transformed but it's just kind of uh proof of concept really so let's talk about you can too uh which is such an encouraging and empowering title for for a podcast uh i love that tell me how you landed on that and 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 and, and what podcast is about yeah, I think for a lot of people, you know, we see extraordinary things happen in life and we see it with, you know, the one the 1% is a great example of the world, right? There's a 1% and a lot of people have this this uh I guess it's a it makes sense why they have a belief system that that's that serves them in a way, but a lot of people just have limiting beliefs about what's possible for themselves and what's possible in life. Mm-hmm. And so and I just seen so many extraordinary things happen. Maybe it wasn't from my hometown, but just in life and I thought well, it's, it's happening. It's happening in the world. And so it was right. just more of where it started really was a, almost an affirmation to myself trying to reinforce what was possible. Because uh, okay. I think the the biggest problem in life is that we have a lack of belief. And if we're able to change our beliefs about what's possible, well, then we're able to change the way that we show up and ultimately our results and at the end of the day, our life. And so uh, I seen that in real time within myself. And I wanted to learn from people that have done extraordinary things to reinforce that it is just a belief system that's holding most people back. And right almost 200 episodes later or over 200 episodes later, it's, it's still the same mission. I love it. I love it. Um, to, to come to that uh, understanding at, at such a young age, I got to commend you. I mean, look, when I was 17, I, I wasn't where you're at for sure. I was still trying to figure out how to tie my shoes. I think, I don't know where I was mentally, but um, to, to have that sort of understanding uh, because to, to, to get in this type of work, there's a certain understanding of self and as well as the rest of the world. And quite honestly, I think the understanding of self that dive into who you are, you know, that's where the work is more than more often than not. Right. And so to know that you were there at a young age, how, how did you, how, how did you land there, man? Yeah. I think the pivotal points in my life was I lost a lot of family growing up. So I lost my father and my uncle, both at 37 years old. And my grandfather passed away a few months before his retirement. And so uh, just losing a lot of people growing up, I saw mortality. And it just, I, I think it made me grow up uh, without even really knowing it in some in some sense. And right. so with that, I've always been told I have an old soul. Like I've always been, I've resonated with the older people. I want to have deep conversations. I just want, I want to know the meaning of life. I want to, I, I ask all these theoretical questions, right? Because I think uh, I've just always been a really curious person. And so when it came down to it, it's just, I've been curious of what's possible in life and, and and what life is all about, really. I never wanted to just coast through life as I feel so many people do. Gotcha. And so losing a lot of family members growing up, it just, like I said, it it forced me to grow up and right. it forced me to uh, almost recognize that there was a, uh, a paradigm that I was living through. There was a belief about myself. There was a way that I seen life based on my past. And so I wanted to be curious about how could I make a change because I grew up with anxiety, with depression, with all the things that a lot of people grow up with. And I was like, this is not how life is supposed to be. I didn't want to accept that this was going to be my life or this had to be my life. And so I got really curious, man. I started reading books. As you can see, many behind me, I have so many uh, over there. Uh, I just started in- investing into myself. And um, so that whether that was reading or that was listening to podcasts, I uh, just got me more curious. And ultimately, I ended up investing to a coaching program and uh, led me down the path of coaching and podcasting and, and everything else. 
Mm. Well, I commend you. I really do. It's 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 a it's a marvelous journey to go down. Uh, it's one, quite frankly, uh, that many never do take that trip, right? Never never do on that pathway that you've done uh, at such a young age. I certainly commend you for that, and it's certainly one of the very impressive things about you. Um, I, 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 I would like to sort of talk about you sort of talk about the loss that you you experienced and um, uh, your, your loss and grief. Uh, you can throw disappointment in there. You can throw adversity in there. You can all those sorts of things uh, that come at us. Uh, challenges of life, you know, they're they're all in that bucket, if you will. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you could talk, and maybe maybe through your own experiences or or, or your 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 thoughts and the 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 best sort of strategies uh, when these things arrive at a doorstep with very little notice, right? Uh, they don't give we don't get a, a you know an email to say hey, at three o'clock tomorrow. I'll see you there. It just happens. Yeah. Um, so, so, so I want to be sort of talk about, uh, you know, strategies and managing these things when they come up. Yeah, absolutely. The first thing that comes to mind for me is asking better questions. When these moments happen in our life, we often go to the worst possible outcome. Like you said, it's, it's coming at the door when we're not expecting it. And so we're right. automatic responses. Why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. What is life trying to present to me that uh, is just going to push me down? When I was growing up, that's what it felt like. I didn't grow up with any kind of father figure in my life. And so when every kind of, uh, I guess, father figure or any kind of man in my life passed away, it just felt like life was just tearing me down. Like it was just trying to place another thing on top of me that was like, I just, I couldn't get over it. And right. it wasn't until I asked the question. So throughout most of my life, a lot of people, like you said, and most people don't go down this path because they play the role of a victim, that life is happening to them and that there's they have no uh, position to be able to make a change in their life. Yep. And so that was the story that I told myself and it reinforced it when every single bad thing happened in my life, quote unquote bad. And so instead of asking, why is this happening to me? There was a moment in my life when I asked, how is this happening for me? And it changed everything. Like every single experience that I had, every single bad uh, experience that I had or losing a family member, it changed it from this is happening to me to how is this happening for me? And it made me look in life through a different lens and be able to see what it was going to do for me. And so simply changing the question that you ask yourself is going to change the result that you get or the the answer that you get. I I like to see our minds as like chat GPT, right? You give it a prompt and it's going to give you an answer. We're just right. giving ourselves really bad prompts. And so we're going to get a bad answer. But if we're not right. conscious of that, then we're not able to make a change. But I first think it starts with the questions that we ask ourselves. I think it's a great analogy. Uh, uh, what, you know, what you plug in, you know, what you plug in and will determine what you get out of it. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and, it's, and and so I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that that those are certain important questions to ask ourselves to sort of challenge what you think you know or what you think you yeah. believe in that moment. Uh it's still a tough question to ask yourself, though, James. I mean, yeah, you know, you 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 lose someone close to you. Uh, it's hard to be able to analyze how this is good for you, right? Like, I mean, there, there's a, there's a things called emotions that naturally will will come. And I've oftentimes said that sort of the best way of managing that is is dealing with it, instead of pushing it away. And I think pushing it away that creates a whole bevy of problems for you. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm right there with you. I think. Having a long-term perspective is something that's really served me. Um, being able to recognize that where I'm at right now, the feeling that I'm feeling, I don't want to suppress it. And I'm right. not trying to push it away, but I'm also recognizing that five, 10 years down the road, maybe even five weeks down the road, it probably isn't going to matter in most things in our life, right? It's a, If it's not going to matter in five minutes or if it's not going to matter in five months from now, don't spend another five minutes on it. And it's not to suppress it, but it's more so to have a long-term perspective. Usually when we're in those moments, it's that we get so caught up in our problems that we associate ourselves with the problem. And then we, and then 
that just it's a it's a it's a terrible effect that just keeps going down that road and so if we're able to take a longer long-term perspective on it i think a lot of those things can become a lot more uh tangible i do i do love the perspective around the passage of time um because if you because what it really does it puts it all in perspective james it really really does and so you give the example of the if it's not a matter of five minutes five months why spend five minutes i think you're absolutely right uh because time does give perspective it allows you to well allows for your own development your own growth uh and, and sometimes if you just let things simmer they have a way of working themselves out don't they <laughs> They absolutely do. And it's like, we we have a part of our brain where, you know, it, we're always going to look for the problem. That's what our brains, sure. like it's meant to do, right? So we can always see what we're going to lose from a situation, but rarely can we recognize what we're going to gain from a situation. We have to go out of our way to look for what we're going to gain from a situation. That's why I said earlier, asking a different question, you're actively looking for it. And so you're going to find it. Yeah, yeah. And 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 what that what that that question asking does what goes back to your original point is it makes you challenge your beliefs. What is your belief system based on? Is it something actually happened to you? Is it something that you know about? Is it a story that someone told you? Maybe your parents put it in. God bless your parents. I don't want to demonize them, but sometimes you know there's things that plugged into us that aren't even connected to us or connected to what we believe. We're just told that's the way it is or upbringing. Uh, society, education, there's a million media, social media, there's a million and one areas that we can get bombarded. And so when we challenge our beliefs, I really think it's a good way of, of and, and ask those questions. I think it's a really good way of, of keeping ourselves in check. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and and it's, it is tough too. Like you said, we, we have a lot of programmed beliefs about the world, about right. how we think life is or how we think life is supposed to be. And if we're not able to recognize that those are beliefs, not the world, it's like when you put on red tinted glasses, everything's going to seem just a little bit, a little bit red. Right. But as soon as you take off those glasses, you recognize that that's not how life is, but that's how you were seeing life. And it is such an important distinction to, to understand that, but we're not taught it. We're not, most people aren't even aware that we have beliefs about ourselves or about the world. They just coast through life, as I said earlier. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, when you sort of talked a little about your journey, you went from podcasting, uh, which which that in itself is a journey on its own. Uh, but you added an, a layer of development. You got into coaching. Um, when did you start coaching? 17, man. I became a quote unquote life coach at 17 years old, man. It's a it's an insane uh, thing that I did, but it was uh, I, and I can break down that story as, as in, in short, but essentially uh, I was listening to a podcast and at the end of the podcast, they were talking about a coaching program. And I just, I was recently getting into the personal development. So I was excited about everything when it came to anything about improving myself. I hopped on a sales call, not knowing it was a sales call as you normally do. Right. And I got sold, I got sold like crazy, man. He, 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 he sold me on this idea that I could coach people and, and help people, uh, you know, improve their lives while also making an income and being able to live for myself. And I, I was able to do it, man. I mean, within, in a 30 days, I really changed my life dramatically. And I always say that the the thing that changed it the most was investing into myself. I invested more money than I was making in months at my current job. And it forced me to figure it out, find a way to make it happen. And so ever since then, my life has changed. But um, yeah, that's a, that's a short breakdown. Yeah. And so did, I would I'd imagine sort of people kind of looked at you and said, what, what are you doing? 
Yeah. You're 17 years old. What the heck? Like, what was that like, man? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I'm, I'm 20 years old now and there's still going to be people that, that have that paradigm. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think for me, it's, it's being able to recognize but you got three years under your belt though. Right. That, yeah. I, you're right. Yeah. You're 20 now, but, but you, yeah. like you, someone can say to you, you're only 20. You've been doing this for a lot longer than a lot of people have now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, I always say it. It's like, I feel like I'm just getting started. And I also feel like a veteran at the same time. It's weird where like, I, I have been doing it for, for a while now. And so the paradigm that I'm too young uh, is just something I've thrown away. It, it, I, I almost feel like I wish I was back 17 and I could recognize that me being young was like a, a superpower. It was like the skill that most people didn't have because I was the youngest person over a thousand coaches in that coaching program. And people oh, looked at me like I was nuts, right? But when I started to find success and other people didn't, they looked at me like I had something that they didn't and it, don't, it was just a belief, right? And so recognizing that me being young gave perspective for most people. Like I worked with a 43-year-old when I was 18 that had a massive business. Like, dude, I felt like I had accomplished nothing in my life and she accomplished everything that she could possibly imagine, but still didn't feel like she accomplished anything. And so I was able to provide perspective as we spoke earlier. Perspective is truly everything. And so, um, yeah, man, it's 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 changed over time, but I'm so grateful that I, I made that investment to myself and ultimately changed my life and other people's lives in the process. The, 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 the part I love about it, and although you didn't, you, you, you didn't, you, you didn't actually verbalize it. I would imagine there were points where you questioned, is this the right move? Or uh, you might have doubted yourself or, um, uh, you know, maybe the imposter syndrome showed up and said, what the heck are you doing? You're only 17 years old. Um, but the fact that you're able to, 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 to move through those things. And again, I'm making an assumption that maybe you, maybe you can correct me, you know, from wrong, but I, you know, the, the fact that they, that they showed up and you move through those things, what kind of things did you, you, you do to, to get past it? Well, first and foremost, I absolutely felt imposter syndrome. Everyone I know is feeling imposter syndrome in some right. sort. And a big reframe for imposter syndrome for anyone that's dealing with it, because I, I definitely think I have a, a good position on this. And I say this to clients so much is like imposter syndrome is a great thing. Like you should seek it because we see imposter syndrome as something bad. Like if I feel imposter syndrome, I probably shouldn't be doing this thing because I'm not prepared. Right. And uh, it's just not a belief system that serves anyone because you're just right. going to hold yourself back. But if you see imposter syndrome as a good thing, right? Like imposter syndrome is just a sign that you're moving in a direction that you are unprepared for, right? Like when I started my coaching business, I was unprepared. I took on more than I could handle and I right. figured it out. And I think that, that that's how most people need to go about things is recognize that if you weren't feeling imposter syndrome, you probably aren't getting out of your comfort zone, which means you're probably not growing. Right. And so you need to put yourself in positions to feel like an imposter because that's when you're actually going to expand who you can become instead of living in this small idea of yourself or what you think is life is supposed to be like. And right. I spoke with Seth Godin on my podcast about that exact topic where he was on the podcast with me. 21 international best-selling author and he was feeling imposter syndrome because he'd never been on my podcast before <laughs> and so it's like in any experience you're going to feel imposter syndrome if you've never done it before right but just lean into it because that's how you're gonna that's how you're gonna grow and improve well and, and i really think that the it will only be as big as you give it life right it's like pumping you know air in a tire with a bike pump right like yeah. you're pumping and pumping and as long as you keep on going it's gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger whereas I think what happens is you, and this is why I think it's so important. We saw it on this podcast, we talk about, hey, you got to be audacious and try things and do things and explore and take risks. Because the more you do that, the more you do that, the more comfortable you become doing that, yeah. right? And and then what happens, right? And James, what happens? You, you, you get in a new space and you're trying something you've never done before, but then you say, yeah, I did this last time and it worked and here I'm at. Like, let's do it again. Um, 
And I think the more of that we can continue, the more of those first steps that we can take, the more of those risks, there's more of those chances. What we'll discover is not really chances at all. We're not taking risks. We're just living audaciously. Absolutely. It's the, I always say you have to look like a fool and able to succeed. Like you have to be able to put yourself in a position where you're not prepared, especially yeah. in the beginning where, like you said earlier, like I had so much judgment and perceptions that people placed on me when I first started. Like no one had any idea what I was doing. I barely had an idea what I was doing, but I, <laughs> but I knew that my, my heart was there. The purpose was there. I felt like I wanted to help people. I knew I wanted uh, to be able to support people in a way that uh, allowed them to show up better for themselves. And it really just comes down to being able to take that first step, let go of the pride, let go of the ego, just do it. And then along that journey, like you said, it's, it just becomes a part of it rather yeah. than feeling like such an insurmountable step. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I you know, gave the example of the bike pump, right? But I think, and I still think, now I'm thinking about bikes. And I think, for example, the, the very first time someone learned how to ride a bike, right? Mm -hmm. You sucked at it. Yeah. You, maybe you fell down, scrubbed your knees, you know? Who knows? But you weren't a bike rider off the bat. Maybe someone was. Maybe there are people who were that talented. But you weren't. my point is, is that anything you start for the first time, that's brand new, you've never done before, it's going to be awkward. It's going to feel funny. You're going to make some mistakes. You might not even mad. You might even feel like quitting. But that doesn't mean that. But 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 I think the important point to understand is that's exactly where you should be at the start of anything brand new, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And we just expect to do things and just be good at them as soon as we start. But it's like, that's not how the world works. And it's, yeah. it's tough, because obviously, with social media, it's like, you're, you, you're seeing the highlight reel of everyone of, of what everyone's doing. And you, you believe that everyone's doing well, but you didn't see them three years ago when they first started. Like, I'm speaking with people that I've, I'm, I have multiple books behind me that I've spoken with the author, but they didn't see me when I started in my car without a microphone. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be able to put yourself in that position to take the action, regardless of what you think other people are going to think of you. Because if no one else was on the earth and it was just you doing the thing, you wouldn't be questioning it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the a part about this, which is, I think, is a natural uh, flow through when we talk about the action that we take, and it allows us, our, our, our minds will expand and think beyond mm -hmm. our present, right? If we can start thinking beyond where we're at. So, yeah, so this is where here I am today. Uh, we're not planted. We're not a tree. We're not intended to stay there, right? So it's it's really in, in 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 encompassing that sort of that think bigger, think broader, think bolder sort of mindset. Um, what do you think are are some of the sort of the, the the challenges that exist that prevent people from thinking bigger than where they are? I think a lot of a lot of people associate themselves with their environment. And so if you grow up in a small town or if you grow up in a place where maybe you grew up poor or you grew up less than most people, and I can definitely abide by that, right? Like I didn't believe yeah. that there was a possibility beyond my current reality. And when we get so right. caught up with where I'm at is where I'm going to be, well, then we are always going to be where we are. Like we're never going to get past our current reality. And I think a big hurdle with it is we romanticize where we like to go so much. Like we put our goal on a pedestal, like it is going to be yeah. everything when I get there. And when we put our goal on a pedestal, well, then we're going to see ourselves as a person that's always almost there because we're putting it on a pedestal. And so I've spoken with so many of the best thought leaders in the world. And the one thing that they always come yep. back to is that you are the biggest problem is that you think too small and there's never going to be a problem when you think too big. Like that's never a problem because even if you think too mm. big, you're going to land higher than where you would have if you shot a little bit smaller. And so if right. we're just able to let go of what got us here 
and recognize that what got us here isn't going to get us to where we want to go. Right. Well, then we're, we'll we'll open our up our minds to recognize that there's so much more possible if we're if we allow ourselves to let go of the preconceived notions that got us to where we are. Gotcha. So really move beyond that thinking larger, thinking bigger, understanding that, you know, there's always more that you can do. And so, uh, so for, for example, one of the things I've got, I've, I've developed what's called a bold framework and really the bold frame, the whole intent of that is, is how to live your, your, your best audacious life. And bold is an acronym B O L D the B in that framework lines exactly what you're talking about. It's better than you were yesterday. So the whole concept or idea is there's always more to shoot for. So that's fantastic. You know, you got to the top of this mountain peak today, but recognizing that the top of that mountain peak is just the bottom of the next one. And there's yeah. always more that you can do. So, and, and, and we, and we do this, we get caught up. We get, you know, Hey, we did this, we did this, we did this. And okay. So now what does it end? It doesn't, the pursuit of life doesn't end. It's, there's always a pursuit of some sort. And, um, and, and, and I love the mountain analogy because really what, what, what's equally and greater than, than getting to the top of that peak is a process and the steps and the things that you learn on your way to that peak. Cause really at the end of the day, you get to the peak of the mountain, you're up top there. What's next? There's nothing left. You're just looking around. I mean, I've talked to people who've climbed the greatest mountains of the world. They say, yeah, we get to the peak and we're looking around. Okay. We're here. There's nothing to be gained just at the peak, but that process and journey. And so I want to really touch on that because I think the, the process, we sometimes lose sight of the value in it. Absolutely. I, I have been living by the belief that the purpose of life is to enjoy the passage of time. Because if we get so caught up on where we like to be when we're missing out on right now, it's like life is what's happening while you're planning for the future. That's right. And and, you're, and you're, you get so caught up in planning for the future that you, you disassociate yourself with the exact moment, which is everything like it is truly everything i i see like in, in podcasting is an analogy I, I like to use is when you started this podcast the purpose was to talk to inspiring people right you want to talk to people every single week the purpose isn't to get to the end of the podcast that <laughs> like what's the wh why would you ever want to do that right like the whole purpose is to start the journey not right. to end it there's never going to be a point when you get to something and you think okay oh, I'm, I'm, I'm settled right because right. there's always going to be something else problems replace problems just as goals replace goals and right. if you if you get so caught up in where you'd like to be you're missing out on everything that life has in store for you right where you that's are. That's right. That's right. And 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 I think the the best journeys for me are those ones where you're you've learned and you've developed and you've grown and you didn't even know. You didn't even realize. Mm -hmm. I I I think back to the you know the, the the karate kid movie, you know, and wax on, wax off. And here he is, you think he's waxing this guy's cars, but he's actually teaching him karate techniques and moves and and so and 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 then what happens is they almost they become ingrained as a part of you, right? Into your psyche into your makeup and you and it wasn't intentionally done it just happened because you chose to participate in the process absolutely absolutely I, I often find that the the changes that are invisible are often the biggest changes when we don't see it in the moment it often is the biggest thing two three years down the road and if we're able to recognize that in the moment to yes. actually see that when it feels invisible this is when it actually is the the most important part to keep going that's yeah. everything man it really yeah. is everything yeah, no, it's very cool. It's very cool. Um, part of it, what's important to you is that whole idea of helping people sort of live intentionally. Oh, yeah. um, could you could you define that? Because I think when we talk about intentional living, I believe it's one of those terms people hear, but they don't fully understand. Yeah, I think thinking of your days, like if you were to live today like there wasn't a tomorrow, you'd live with more intention. Like if you lived like today, 
was the last day on earth, you would be very intentional about what you do with every second that you have. And I like to see it like investing in yourself. I'll use the example. A lot of people are, are nervous to invest into themselves because they think that it's not going to be worth it, right? Like the money's not going to be worth it. This right. is a reframe. This is a massive reframe for me because I was terrified when I invested into myself the first time, right? More money than I had in my bank account. And I was just like, <laughs> let's just make it happen. The reframe is that a lot of us are moving through life trying to figure it out on our own. And that means that it's going to take longer. Like it's just going to, it's going to be more time. And if you could solve a problem in six months instead of six years, but you had to invest a little bit, would you do it? Most people, it, they're questioning it. They don't know if that that's worth it. But you have, you can either spend money or you can spend time. And one's finite, and one's being printed every single day. And so, if you're intentional about the way that you want to go about life, you're going to invest into yourself. You're going to do the things that are actually worth your time. You're gonna spend time on things that actually fulfill you, and don't just, you know, waste your time away scrolling on TikTok or whatever the thing may be. And so, I like to think of it in the sense of, if you were to, if today was your last day on Earth, how would you live? Or if you knew that your time was limited, how would you live? Because I feel so many of us live as though our time isn't limited. Like we feel like there's not going to be that one day. And because I've seen it so much in my life, no, it, no. it was like, I need to do it now because maybe there isn't a tomorrow. And as much as that seems hypothetical and it seems like uh, out of the ordinary, but it, it really is, you have to be intentional about the way you go about things. And so yes. that's the analogy that I like to use because so many of us are nervous to invest into ourselves or invest into the things that actually make us feel alive because whatever the limiting belief may be, insert it here. Um, but if we're more intentional about the way that we live, well, we're going to yep. live a much more fulfilling life. And and and, th and that's why I, I, I love um, uh, the way your podcast encourages people to live yeah. intentional. I mean, like I said, the title, you can too says volumes right there. And it's such an encouraging title. But what it also says is, so, you know, I'll come on and I'll, here's my story. Here's how I got here. And by the way, at the beginning, here's what I thought. And here's what I was afraid of. And here's what I was doubtful. And here's where I didn't think I could do it. And here's the negative feedback I got. And here was by myself, I was isolated, all these things, right? But despite that, I still went and did it anyways. And I still made that first step and I still tried. And, and and when, so if you're on the receiving end of hearing a story, so let's say hypothetically, Stevens is going, I don't know if I can do it. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm hearing someone talking to James on his podcast about the exact same situation or feelings I had. That's going to encourage me. That's going to, that's going to charge me. That's going to fuel me in ways to give me the belief of, well, if he can do it, then why can't I? And I think the, I love that. And I think the most important part, the way that I want to bring it in is that at the end of the podcast, I ask every single person the same question. It's what belief are you currently unlearning? Because we see people that are at a, such a massive position in their life. Like I, I spoke with someone that his episode came out yes, uh, last week and he sold his business for, I think, $200 million and he worked his entire life. And the question when I asked him, what belief are you uh, currently unlearning was that his self-doubt that he still had. And after his entire life of achieving massive things, I want to be able to bring humility into the people that are doing extraordinary things for the people, yeah. for the listeners to recognize that like, doesn't matter how much you do or what you accomplish or how far you get, there's still beliefs that we're getting through. Like everyone still has challenges and problems that they're facing. Like I said earlier, problems replace problems. But if we're so focused on, you know, ourselves, we don't, we don't, we're not able to recognize that and really be able to take that perspective and i think that's what's really important is the humility of it all really yeah 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 well and, and, and it, for me it goes back to something I've, i i believe strongly in the power of sharing and 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 sharing our stories and and what that does um 
you know, we could be helping people that we have no idea out there that's looking for encouragement, looking for support. We're just sharing our stories and there's great value in that. And so um, th th that's a piece I appreciate about, about what you do. So thanks for doing that. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you do, man. I, I, I love what you're putting into the world and I think Thank it's, you. it's needed. Of course it's, it's yeah. very neat. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll certainly, uh, I'll continue my mission as long as you promise to do the same for yours. James, this has really been awesome. And I, you know, I think it's, it's only fitting considering, um, uh, you know, it, it's a question that you ask your guests. Maybe it's fair that I ask you what, well, you know, but what belief are you currently un unlearning? Yeah, man. I think one belief that I'm unlearning, and I spoke with an author about this last week, is that I have to feel stressed in order to achieve. Like, <laughs> the, the, like we believe that everything has to be hard for it to be worthwhile. And yeah. it, it, it doesn't have to be that way. And I think that that's the belief that we've been served through life. And so if we're able to let go of that and be able to accomplish, not just with working less, but just uh, less stress and less tension with it. Um, I think we'd have a much more enjoyable life. And that's something I think I'll always be unlearning, but it's definitely yeah. something that's, um, that's in the process. Well, and, and, and it's interesting because you, when you say you'll always be unlearning, because I, I myself was going to offer up some, you know, what, what, what I'm unlearning. Yeah. And the first the thought I had is, yeah, I've been unlearning this for a while. Right. The whole idea of, you know, I, I remember, I remember coming to the realization um, that uh, I wasn't a self-made man. I, I, I adopted this mindset that like, you know, and maybe it's just like, you, you, you know, people say this me against the world thing is a way of motivating themselves. And, yeah. and I, and I, I, I really adopt that for a very, very long time where it's like, I just got to do this. And I got here, I'm going to show I got by my own, like, and, and the reality is when I stopped and sort of did sort of an analysis, I remember vividly I kind of did analysis sort of my life, you know, throughout my whole pathway, I got help. I could help along the way. Uh, and, and it wasn't because, um, uh, and, and I should say it, it's, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, individuals think, well, well, it's a, it's a sign of weakness or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with being able to say, Hey, I'm not sure about this or how do you do this? And, um, every so often I'll admit every so often I fall back into my old habits where I'm like, I can do this. I don't need to, I can do it. Right. But I think we, you know, we are here to help one another. Uh, we are here to support each other. We're here to encourage and help each other grow and develop and be better. And so uh, I, I'm still unlearning that. I fall back every so often, but I, I know the, the piece is awareness. So I'm working on it. There we go. Yeah, man. And I, I'd love to touch on that uh, really quick because I think it's sure. so important. Like when, when I invested into myself, I had that same uh, belief. And I think many people do. I have to figure it out on my own or if it's not worth yeah, it. Kind of yeah, yeah. And it's like, it goes back to the saying where I said, you know, you can either spend time or you can spend money. And if someone's already done what you're trying to do, if they've already overcome the problem that you're currently faced with, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Like, it's it's almost like you're going to spend more time just to prove to yourself that you can do it, yeah. but someone's already done it. And That's so right. you can you can shortcut your way there. I, I hire coaches in every aspect of my life because I see it as like a cheat code. And if that's the only way you're you're never going to be able to do it alone regardless of the way that you see it there's always going to be other people involved yep. in it and as yep. soon as you embrace that and actually seek it and be curious about it and ask more questions and you then you speak man so much changes and i've definitely yeah. seen that in my life no I, I think i listen i agree with you wholeheartedly and we i think we it's 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 important thing to remember yeah. um we're, we're not here by ourselves in fact you could take it another level uh, to the next step whereby 
Uh, there are people out there who are absolutely driven and motivated to help others, almost fulfilling their own purpose. Yes. And by you allowing others to help you, you're allowing them to step into who they want to be, who they're destined to be, and fulfill themselves. And so um, there's much to be taken out of the whole idea of asking for help, but not just asking, receiving it. And so, um, like I said, it's an ongoing process. We're still learning it. We're still trying to get better at it, but uh, to recognize that that is that you know that that is part of the journey uh, is an important step. So, uh, James, this has been awesome, man. This has been awesome. Really, thank you for doing this. It was a lot of fun. Uh, for for our listeners that want to check you out, check your podcast. Where can we send them? Absolutely, uh, James Bracken IV on any social platform, and then the You Can Too podcast on Spotify, Apple. Uh, YouTube, anywhere you find podcasts, I'll be there as well. And thank you, man. You, you're you're an amazing host, and I'm I'm grateful to be a part of the journey. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you, my friend. All the best, and congrats on the on the, on the work, and keep it moving. Yeah, right back to you, brother. Thank you. Back right here at the podcast, and much thanks and appreciation goes out to James for being here and spending the time with us and sharing the way he did. You know, in my conversation with James, you know, one key point that resonated deeply was his unwavering belief in the importance of taking calculated risks. James emphasized that audacious living isn't just about reckless abandon, but rather about making bold choices with clear uh, understanding of the potential outcomes. Uh, it's about stepping outside of our comfort zones, embracing uncertainty and having the courage to pursue our aspirations, even in the face of fear and doubt. By, by being willing to take calculated risks, we open up ourselves to a world of possibilities and set the stage for remarkable personal growth. Thank you for tuning in today's episode of the Audacious Living Podcast. I hope James's perspective has sparked a newfound sense of determination within you to embrace audacious living in your own unique way. Remember, each step you take towards audacity brings you closer to the life you've always envisioned for yourself. Now, as we conclude today's episode, I encourage you to carry this inspiration forward and continue striving to live your best audacious life ever. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast. Hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.